0: Welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast. This is episode 80. This podcast is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch, a slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Visit generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER for 15% off your first order. That's generationucan.com.au and use the coupon code BREAKINGTHEBARRIER. Listeners of the Breaking the Barrier podcast can now also enjoy a 10% discount on these Spartan races. All you have to do is go to spartanrace.com.au and enter any race that you want and enter the code Breaking the Barrier upon checkout when entering for that race and you will receive 10% off. That's spartanrace.com.au and use the coupon code Breaking the Barrier. All right, welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, where Zach and I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Zach. We hope you're all staying safe and staying sane and busy and active and amused and whatever it is you're doing to get through the days.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's
1: week 99 now, I think it is. Yeah. Feels like that long.
0: I think it's like year 99 now.
1: It definitely is. Uh, today was the first day I think out of this experience where I was like, "Man, this is really the same day again and again, isn't it?" Yeah. I haven't done anything different for the last, you know, 50 days basically. It's Groundhog Day. It really is. I get damn, up, okay. I do the same thing in the morning. I'm thankfully having something different for lunch every day. That's about as extreme as I'm getting.
0: Nice. I yeah, I'm not even doing that. I'm pretty much having the same thing to eat every day. Um, nothing changes. Nothing gets better. Nothing gets worse. It's just all the same.
1: It's good. We're in a rut
0: <laughs> and we love it. Yeah, that's right. I'm not minding it. It's a, you know, we we, we both, well, I, I've had some exciting things in the past couple of days. So like things are, you know, things are kind of getting, getting there, which is cool. Uh, you know, restrictions are easing, well, are going to start uh, easing. Hopefully it's not too soon. So we'll find out. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think we're just like everyone, we're sitting here, we're trying to stay safe and sensible with what we're doing and not create the add anything to the risk factor mm. and just waiting to see what happens with the next decision about the restrictions. Yeah. Um, it's interesting for me, we were talking about it at work today and even if they do decide to lift the restrictions for people socially, for a business, it's going to be really interesting about how we go back. the The office building where I work in is 43 stories with about 7,000 people in it daily. Mm. And even if they take us back from stage three to stage two or even stage one, the practicality of how do you get 7,000 people into a building every day whilst maintaining social distancing and safety is fairly impractical.
0: Well, you know, I think uh, a lot of things are going to come from this uh, in terms of that kind of scenario. I was talking about it with a a friend of mine. And uh, I have a feeling that once this is all done and dusted, businesses are finding that they can get the same amount of work done with less people coming to the office, maybe they start not all business, not like big corporations, but maybe some businesses start really downsizing the places that they, because you know they pay x amount for rent. If they're like, yes. well, our employees can do this at home more productively, why do we need this big of a space? Let's save money, pay them the same thing, and Bob's your uncle.
1: Yeah, real estate in the city is really expensive whether yeah. you're using it or not. If you could have something in a regional center and they've been thinking about satellite cities for a long time, yeah. which would save people commute, I think it would be a good thing. And I know for a fact we're talking about it quite openly. Once we don't have to... Like, I imagine once this lifts, there'll be this rush to be back in the office and actually see people again. Yeah. But we could see working from home becoming something that we do two to three times a week. I reckon. Um, especially there is no... Some of the barriers we had, we've yeah. broken through. It hey! used to think that you...
0: You like that? <laughs> yeah, it was nice.
1: <laughs> you, we used to think you couldn't do a proper one-on-one with someone to coach them and guide them and give yeah. performance feedback if you weren't in the same room yeah. i'm finding it's actually easier to do without distractions mm-hmm. and without knowing i have to rush to another meeting or worry about catching the train mm-hmm. home to do it over video with someone who feels safe and confident in their house they're comfortable i'm comfortable in my house i'm having some really good decisions with people yeah. discussions with people and coaching them and guiding them
0: yeah it's really it's interesting and i you know i think some positives are going to come the world's going to change and i think some of These are positives. I was on set the other day for the first time since this all... That was exciting. You got to go outside. I got to go outside. And do you know how they did it and how they kept with the restrictions? Basically, I don't know if you know, but the way that they film Mandalorian is all green screen. There's no practical sets. And you'd never know. They took it a step further uh, on set the other day. And basically, it was minimal crew. It was the director, the cameraman, and the sound guy, and the lighting guy. But they were all where they needed to be. Um, and you know they sent me the letter saying this work can't be done you know at home and they sent all the insurance stuff and everything. And it was just all done on a green screen and it was minimal actors even like the actor that I was meant to be speaking to wasn't even there um, right. so they would just play a recording of how she delivered her lines and that's how I would work off of that and basically the, the director he showed me how he's going to do it, it's basically he's digitally inserting us into this digitally rendered set of an alley. And it looks right. really cool. And, I mean, I'm not going to throw names around, but, he, you know, he's got some connections with the people who have done The Mandalorian, so he knows what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's just a really interesting experience because I'm so used to going on set and maybe, you know, even on the smallest uh, production, there's at least 8 to 12 people there with a job to do. This was so skeleton, so weird to not uh, be acting with people but with a green screen.
1: Were you talking to a tennis ball? Were you doing that thing which they do with special effects, which is you have to maintain eye line with something because you're acting?
0: There was an eye line. um, In in, in this case, it was a piece of um, uh, bright orange tape. And he was just like, this is your eye line. And it's hard because I kept... (laughs) I kept not looking at it. He's like, dude, this is your eyeline. I was like, all right, all right, give me, I can do this. (laughs) Uh, But we, you know, we were having a uh, laugh about it because it's all kind of new for everybody. Um, But yeah, it was my eyeline. My uh, opposite uh, actor was a piece of bright orange tape.
1: And how was your actor? Were you working opposite? Was it good tape? Was it, did it hold its position? Did it remember its lines? Look,
0: the tape was a little bit, um, she gave us kind of like subtle performance. a subtle performance yeah but it'll stick it, with it's you <laughs> that's what I was, <laughs> I was looking for it i knew one of us was going to go there first it was there yeah. we got it nice <laughs> i was like how uh, do i work this in it was a can we shut performance
1: the podcast down we're done uh, i think we're not that's gonna it we, that.
0: we end on that no 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 that's Goodbye.
1: It. <laughs> now that's awesome yeah. that's um that's good so that would have been um something that was done it exists like an essential service. They would have needed to get a special exemption to be able to do yeah. that, I imagine.
0: Yeah, they did. And basically, um, you know, they, like I said, they sent the letter out. If, if I got stopped, they sent out a, a big email with like three, four, five different documents with uh, insurance and how they got the permission and what uh, precautions they were taking and this and that and the other thing. And um, yeah, they, it was, uh, they, they really had to kind of jump through the hoops to get that permission and basically I think prove that they had to, that they were doing it the way that they were doing it. Not normal because commercials are still filming as well. And I don't know if you ever noticed, but there are some commercials that I was watching the other day where I, there was two people talking to each other and something was off about it. And I was like, these two people are not in the same room, Mm. but they're still filming. Like I've been getting uh, briefs from my agent again for the first time since this all started. So things are filming. Um, but, yeah, it's just a it's a different, um, different ball of wax now.
1: Really? That's interesting. Well, well, well done to you. I think that might be our first shout-out is shout-out to you for getting an acting gig, getting Yay. out there, doing something different, showing us that you still can uh, go above and beyond, even Indeed. if things are a little bit different. I
0: can't act, but people still hire me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What other shout-outs do we have from the Breaking the Barrier community?
0: Well, from the Breaking the Barrier community, we've had a few this uh, in the past week or so. Less than that, because we've only just put out the Star Wars episode uh, at the time of this recording a few days ago. Uh, Buddy had this to say, our man Buddy, who we don't want to scare. So I'm sorry I didn't give you the pre-warning already. Hopefully he's not working out. But he had this to say in the Breaking the Barrier community group. Continuing to train as much as possible. I'm currently offshore working for a couple more weeks, so I have a full gym I enjoy every day currently building the home gym at home although finding free weights is next to impossible right now my 50k trail race is still on the calendar so far for september so that's a plus i'm really just blessed to have my job and my health when so many more are not as fortunate yeah that's um that's that's pretty that 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 hits a couple different notes i mean he ends with that positivity, you know. It is heartbreaking that so many are affected by this thing, but we have to take the time to look at what we have, even if we are affected. There's, there are things that we can look at that we we can feel blessed for, and I think that that's a really important thing to do in a climate like this. Um, and it's it's great that he's he's, you know, he's keeping up as much as he can. I know it's definitely I hear him finding free weights is. A, damn impossible at the moment i'm still with my kettlebells and my door gym, but yeah what a great message you know to look at the things that you have and and you know
1: fingers crossed that that trail race in september hangs yeah. on I, mean, I think trail races will be an interesting one because mm. you are quite once you get out on the course you are so spread away from everyone yeah that the chances of you crossing paths and being in contact is pretty low but it's the start the line that- the start line yeah. and the chance of injury out there. If something yeah, happens that's the out other there, problem. That, uh, fingers
0: crossed. That's yeah, and that's what I meant the other day with the fishermen. They don't want that stuff happening, but with races like that, you look at injury. I dare say, and I'm sorry to say this, but I feel like races in 2020 probably not going to happen. I mm. fingers crossed that they do. Um, I don't know where his 50k is. I'm imagining it, it. It's in America. I think Buddy's from America. I think I, so. I yes. think he is. Um, <clears throat> And I I think that America is in a very different place um, right now at the moment. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun.
1: (laughs) I've got a shout out. Chani in the Breaking the Barrier community had this to say. Who said you can't teach an old girl new tricks? I started running two years ago, and tonight I went out for the first time in about 25 years on an old banger she needs a bicycle and rode 12 kilometers. We'll probably feel every 12 kilometers tomorrow, but I thought let's brag tonight while I'm pain-free. ISO has taught me to get out there and do something else to break the boredom of the same route every day. I hear you, Chani. Yeah. I think it's absolutely amazing if you can one, try something new and i we spoke about people getting out there and doing bike riding the other day. Mm. It's amazing to see. Uh, but also, yeah, realizing that you don't just have to get stuck into the same thing. If running wasn't doing it for you, get out there, try bike riding. Uh, movement and activity and lifestyle is a habit. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in this podcast yeah. about how just starting something is important. But congratulations. Hopefully the bike held up as well as you did.
0: Do you know, I have seen Shanny more times in the past couple weeks than I have in six months I saw her at my Kohl's the other day she was looking for baking soda or something or other and she was telling me a little bit about her bike riding journey and stuff and I it was just really funny because literally the week before I had seen her out on that run and I'm like I don't ever see you what what is happening here are you following me it was crazy and I'm, <laughs> I'm almost positive I saw Simon today running um, around my uh, development and by the time I turned around to see if it was him he had like disappeared mysteriously because well, so, he's so fast yeah freak and he looked like he was i mean i i know simon's kind of gait and stride and what it looks like i'm pretty sure it was him and he looked like he was probably booking at about a 430, 440 pace
1: right so you're judging people by their gait and stride and pace with an eye second of a glimpse and but chenny's the stalker absolutely yeah yeah okay right
0: that's uh yeah (laughs) uh this next shout out goes to amy a big congratulations to amy so amy had this to say barrier broken. Some of you playing along at home know I've been on quite the journey completing my PhD. Well, it's done, dusted, and confirmed. examined, passed, and accepted. It's officially Dr. Claughton.
1: Well done. I think that's, that's how you pronounce her last name. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, yes there, there is.
0: is. <laughs> Congratulations, Amy. That's awesome. Um, we're definitely... Uh, she she posted, you know, her, her uh, completion letter, and it looks like an embroidered scarf, I think, maybe, that says Dr. Amy C. I think it's a scarf or it's a sweater or something. Uh, but that's really exciting. That's really cool.
1: Well done. Congratulations. Totally. Uh, and our last uh, shout-out for this week uh, is from our friend Dean Milligan, who had this to post uh, on Saturday, April the 25th. I set out to run a half marathon giving thanks to our Anzacs this morning. Mm. I was testing out some energy gels I'd never used before and didn't know what to expect. The first was a mango flavor. It resembled something similar to vomit, so (laughs) went straight in the bin. The second I opened 16Ks in, it was cranberry, it was edible, and I managed to get half of it down over the next few kilometers. (laughs) By the end, I somehow managed to finish with a 48-second PB. With very little fuel going in, I'm bloody happy with that one thousand and one kilometers done for the year 2020 wow great job dean honoring first of all the anzacs and the anzac spirit mm-hmm. uh on that most important days anzac day congratulations on another pb that's your second pb for the half marathon distance since we've been going yeah the man second for, pb in two weeks what a, i know amazing but the for picking a fuel that isn't generation UK. oh mate
0: we're gonna have a chat it is chat. This, This podcast
1: is sponsored by Generation UCAN, the smarter energy nutrition that's powered by Superstarch. You know this, Dean. We talk about it every week. We talk about the slow-release complex carbohydrate that uniquely delivers steady, long-lasting energy to keep you fueled and feeling good. Andrew, is there any gels in the UCAN product range that make you want to vomit?
0: No. And do you know what? You if you do prefer gels, you can use some of those powders, like the electrolyte powder, and you can mix it a little bit with water, and it's a great gel. You just put it in a Ziploc bag. Nothing in Generation UCAN makes you want to vomit. And Dean, I know you won some of this stuff. So what the hell, bro? <laughs> So, everyone, be like Dean if you're running
1: a half marathon. Don't be like Dean with your fueling strategy. That's Visit right. generationucan.com.au and use the code Breaking the Barrier for 15% off your first purchase. Generation you Can, the best choice for steady energy.
0: Bazinga. That's why I gave you Dean's shout out because I knew you'd tie that in.
1: I didn't even realize I was going to work that in until I was halfway through it. I was, was hoping you would. Stupid to miss. It was just yeah. perfect.
0: It's just perfect. <laughs> I I am so amazed by Dean's uh, effort. Like that's a, that's two half marathon PBs in two weeks. People, if you're not uh, for those of you who have not run that distance, to run a PB two times in a row, twice in a row, that is hard, <laughs> because. Yeah. I mean, like what Zach said uh, a couple weeks ago, he's done the first one without really tapering or preparing. He just went out and freaking did it. I imagine he did this one, obviously, a week later with no real recovery between them. So, wow. What a beast. Good job. Yeah.
1: It sounds like Dean's habit he's developing is running a half marathon every two weeks. I mean, that's an interesting goal to go for. Yeah. It uh, takes, I think, a long run every week's uh, an admiral target, trying to PB every... You're going to run out of time eventually, Dean, uh, trying to PB every, Seriously. every two weeks.
0: But... Seriously. Him and Simon need to get together and just write a book or something.
1: Yeah. So you've you've been getting a lot of questions I've heard lately from people wanting to understand how can they do exercise during isolation and how do they get into those habits and how do they start, but also how do they finish? Some people really looking for excellence. Yeah. Talk about that.
0: Well, so one of the reasons that, yeah, one of the reasons that I wanted to basically do this episode um, is because I have had, as Zach mentioned, a lot of, I I speak to a lot of people about their fitness, their nutrition, uh, their overall health, and a lot of uh, the questions that I've been getting lately are, how do I stay healthy or how do I um, uh, become my best physical self in isolation? And a lot of the times I'll say to them, the first thing I'll say to them is, look, first off, pay attention to nutrition. Nutrition is the most important thing. You can't outrun, you can't outlift a bad diet, right? And I hate using the word diet, so I'll say, you can't outrun or outlift bad nutrition, And the first thing I'll say to them is, what do you eat on a typical day? And they'll tell me. And I'll say, okay, that's what you say. Now, take a week, write down every little thing that you eat. Don't leave anything out. And within, even before they even start doing that, they'll say, oh, well, I also had this. And I also had that. And I'm like, well, see, now, before even writing anything down, you're telling me all these extra things that you didn't count when I'm asking you what you're eating every day on your journey. And then I'll say to them, okay. That's, you know, they'll get the the journal done after a week or so. And I'll say, okay, look, this is what you're doing. This is what we need to focus on. This is how we need to, you know, get to this journey. Whatever that may be, whether it be cutting out processed foods that they didn't think were that bad for them or cutting out the excess calories from something as simple as an electrolyte drink that they didn't think were bad. And as soon as I say that, it's like, well, I don't have these that often. It's like, well, you do because you felt the need to tell me about it. And if you're looking for, like if if somebody's looking for something really specific, like if they want that six-pack, they've got to be so true to themselves and they've got to form these habits, right? So whether it's that or whether it's, you know, how hard do you work out? Well, I do this. Okay, did you do it today? No. Okay, why? Because uh, something came up. Okay, you're telling me in theory what you're doing with your intensity and your eating habits, but you're not sticking to them. And um, the biggest excuse, the biggest reason... Is time is convenience, and I, I I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I have a very uh, d- uh, definite uh, idea of what a reason and an excuse is. Right, a reason is something you have no control over. You're on your way to work, you're late because there was an accident that you that happened while you were on the road. That's why you're late. Excuse, you slept in. That's why you're late. You could have you could have controlled that, right? Um. So we've got to start forming these habits that break us away from the excuses and the oh, but the buts, right? The ifs, ands, or buts. So uh, habit forming to me is just really, really, really important. That's how you change your lifestyle. That's, that's what it, it has to be. And habits, for those of you wondering, you have to form a habit... <laughs> It's not something that you can do for a couple of weeks and expect your lifestyle to change. I'm talking, you know, there's no easy, there's no easy way out, no easy answer. There's no one-stop wonder. You're gonna to want to form these habits for six months to two years before they take over your life. You know, and yeah. and I'm sure Zach knows. I mean, how long did it take you to really build your running lifestyle?
1: But oh, my running lifestyle, I think, when I first decided that I was gonna go past half marathons now and again and get into running marathons, Mm. I thought, oh, I'll be able to run a marathon in in six months. And I did. And it was a terrible marathon (laughs) because it took probably another 12 months after that to get the routine of doing it regularly. There's a reason why if you download something like Couch to 5K, it doesn't suddenly have you running 5Ks in three weeks' time. Mm. It takes at least 12 weeks to do what is... You know, initially a very hard distance for someone who hasn't started running, yeah. but something that will become quite, once you are running regularly, you'll do a 5K every Saturday in park run. Yeah. So it'll become that sort of distance that's really manageable. But for that first time you're going from the couch to 5K, it takes 12 weeks because mm. it takes that long for you to build a habit. because we want you to be successful when you're building a habit and we don't want you to get injured or find yourself disappointed or have setbacks that would turn you away. So small incremental gains are are more important and it takes a long time to get to that point. And I think it's interesting that lots of people are asking you now about how can I do what habits can i get into to break through that final 10 percent? because we've got lots of time now yeah. but the convenience depending on your home circumstance might be different
0: that's it and do you know it is it's funny the the way that most people frame the question is what's the one thing that i can do and there is no one thing it's it's unfortunate there's no one thing and with something- if you're
1: seeking the last ten percent of your perfection towards your goal, be yeah. it a body image or be it a yeah. PB in training or something like that, you're already probably doing five or six different things in conjunction. Yeah. So thinking that there'll be one more thing that'll just magically top it just over. Just time, you know, time and consistency. Yeah. 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 Chances are it's a tweak on something you're already doing. That's it.
0: That's it. And it's funny. Uh, using body image and nutrition as a, as an example, uh, I'll go back to this because this is this is what most people are asking about. Say you're a man at. I don't know, 20% body fat. Average man is 20 to 25%, 20 to 24% body fat, right? A healthy man. Um, You get down to 15% body fat in two, maybe two to three months. You know, uh, worst case scenario. Not that that's bad. But to get from 15% down to 14 down to 13 it's probably going to take you twice as long cuz losing that first 5% is going to be easy. Once you start getting to that certain point where you're getting you're getting that elite sort of level that athletic build it's going to get harder because your body's going to resist the change. Uh your body doesn't want you to do that. But once you get there, it'll be easier to maintain. And that's with anything with fitness like I'm sure we've all, you know, started the workout routine, right? Where the first two or three weeks are like, "Dude, this is freaking great!" Like, I, look- I want to go
1: twice a day. Yeah. Why am I only going once a day? Yeah. I want to go twice a day. It, this
0: is awesome. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and then all of a sudden, it it stops. It plateaus. And that's normal. That's your body fighting that. But the 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 thing that you don't want to do is is well, a give up. Be go those extra two or three times a day because that's where the injury happens. Of course, yeah. I've, I've done that. Um, you just got to stick with it. You've got to look at those habits that you're forming and you got to tweak what's already working. Say if, again, if it's nutrition, okay, you're having 2,500 calories a day. You're you're trying to figure out how to lose that last layer. You're probably going to have to make some tweaks down to twenty three, twenty four hundred 2,400 calories a day and it's got to be that exact. Um, so that's going to be just as important as, you know, the first part of it was like if, if not more, it's, it's once you get to that last part, you have to work even harder and there's no easy, there's no easy answer, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. There's no shortcuts no. when it comes to mm-hmm. tracking what you're doing. There's, there's a couple of, you know, there's a few factors that mm-hmm. you can consider um, tracking and refining when you're talking about building a habit. Yeah. I mean, nutrition is one of them. Calories yeah. in means calories out when you get to the second one, which is exercise being accurate with your exercise tracking. Yep. And then other things like tracking your water intake yeah. is such a massive factor in, in fitness and sleep. So that you're getting enough recovery. There's four things which, you know, they're all parameters which will affect you hitting that last 10% of what you're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah, that's it. I find that when uh, a lot of, the, not a lot of times, but at least, well, maybe half the time somebody says to me, I'm not feeling great. I'm not feeling good. The The biggest thing that I can say to them is drink more water
1: water Drink more water yeah. get more sleep yeah and those two things make it it's a lot easier to look after your it's a lot easier to get up and exercise in the morning and then eat well if you're not feeling super tired you're not dehydrated like those are two massive levers that you can pull sleep and water which will probably help you with the other ones as well
0: that's it that's exactly it because you'll feel better you'll uh, you'll'll you'll, well you'll function better and that's that's the name of the game is how to function better um, getting you yeah. know Once you can do that, you'll be able to focus on the other stuff. But yeah, you've, 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 there, another big excuse that I hear is time, Mm. right? So when you're looking, cause that, look, that is a lot of things. So exercise, diet, water, sleep, uh, those, those four things you have to keep a constant eye on and people will look at those four things and say, Huh. okay, I work 40 or 50 hours a week. Where can I put that in? I have three kids. Where can I put that in? I have a husband or a wife that you know I have to spend time with. Where do I put that in? The first, you know, the the first uh, thought of all that stuff is is intimidating. But you know, there's 168 hours in a week. I've, I've mentioned this before. You can find time. Um, it might not always be easy, but you've got to form those habits, even if it's like a half hour a day. Uh, to focus on what you're doing, or an hour a week to pre uh, to prep your meals uh, for the week, <clears throat> get into those habits. Those are habit-forming uh, routines where you know that every Sunday at 5 p.m. that's going to be the time that you prep your meals for the week. You know that every day at six o'clock, while dinner's being made or while the kids are doing their homework or whatever the hell you're getting in a workout. It's it's not I'm not pretending that it's easy. Look, I'm the I'm the I'm probably the last person you want to hear this from because my life is a holiday. (laughs) So maybe Zach, you've got you've got kids, you've got a family, you've got a full time job. How do you fit everything in? What 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 do you do?
1: So I think one of the the things that I can that I have to do by myself I find the time to do by myself mm-hmm. at a time that's not gonna inconvenience work or family. Yeah. So for instance, I like my family to get involved in things like park run. I love going for a walk with the family taking the kids out for a bike ride, even if they ride the bikes whilst I run, that's great. But sometimes they don't want to. And coming into, like, it's May tomorrow, we're coming into winter in Australia, they're not really going to want to get out there and do that all the time because that's not part of their lifestyle. Mm. It's part of my lifestyle. So that's where I'm gonna to have to get up earlier. I'm gonna to have to run when it's dark, when it's cold, with a headlamp, with gloves. So I can do that and get it done and tick that habit off for myself every day and then still have time to see the family it before i go to work after i get to work so i think finding opportunities for me to align my lifestyle with my family is really important because it makes it easier because it's that two birds with one stone yeah but it's also trying to work out well what am i not going to sacrifice i know i would feel terrible if i sat here at the end of the week and said i didn't exercise at all this week because of other stuff um, to me, that's where I need to go to bed a little bit earlier. So I do get my minimum sleep I need and can get up earlier and go through it. Yeah. Um, and, and really enjoy those rest days when they come, you know, you take that, you know, sit there and go, okay, I'm tired on Friday. I'm tired on Saturday morning. I'm getting up early, but I know I can sleep in on Sunday. That's my rest day mm. when I deserve it. And I need that for my recovery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually, you know, it's actually really interesting that you mentioned, um, doing things with your family. Because I think, funnily enough, a lot of people when they use family as an excuse, not that, I don't mean it that way, I don't mean they're using their family as an excuse, but family is that, you know, I'll say family is a reason, right? Yeah. A lot of the times they might not think, well, maybe I should get my family involved. Like I don't have to all the time have the most intense workout. Maybe my workout today can just be park run with the family or a walk around the block or teaching my kids how to do a thousand (laughs) push-ups.
1: We, 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 and we have conversations as a family about what are important to us. You know, one of the, one of the things we found when we first came into isolation was there's a lot of spare time. What Mm. are we going to do? Oh, let's bake stuff. And we'll bake bread and we'll bake cookies and we'll do slices and all that sort of stuff. And then we sort of had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, which was, you know what, we don't need that stuff Monday to Friday. Let's, let's make a on a school night, we don't do dessert on a school night. We, you know, we just have our normal dinner and all that sort of stuff, but we save desserts for Friday night, Saturday night night as treatment. And that's something which we decided as a family. And I tell you what, that makes it so much easier for me to maintain my habit because I'm a bad guy who will go out there for morning tea, afternoon tea, After dinner, and if there's stuff sitting there, I will snack on it. By having my kids and my wife aligned on that, that we're not going to do that makes it a lot easier. So sometimes it's a conversation with the other people in your life to say, well, how can we get a shared goal here?
0: Yeah. And that's an easy way to form one of those lifestyle habits. Like, because I remember you said a few weeks ago that the baking was.
1: It was a problem, but not a problem. was out of control. Yeah. The baking was out of control. There was, we were going through huge bags. If you couldn't find flour in yep. the Western suburbs over a couple of months, like, weeks ago, that was probably my family. We were baking so much. It was incredible. It was amazing. Suck. It was fantastic. Yeah. But
0: we didn't need it. Right. Well, but now that you've, you've kind of, you've had that fun and you've now formed this sort of guideline, um, you know... <laughs> it it became a norm for a while to have baked goods every night but now it's it's back to let's let's make this a a treat a, an exception rather than a rule and i think you know i'll go back to what i said in the beginning yes if you want to get that last bit you want to get to that next level yeah 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 you have to go gung ho gung ho but there are you know not everybody needs to do that you know you can make those small changes like you know limiting dessert to one or two nights a a week, you know, those little changes, um, because not everybody's ready to go, you know, macro, uh, macronutrients, carbs, fats, uh, calories, you know, timing, not everybody's ready to do that. If you can make the small changes and make that a habit, get the small instead of the large, get the diet instead of the full or get the water instead of the, the soda. I'm guilty. I have Diet Coke all the time, but, but yeah, uh, I think that that's a great way to start um, getting into those habits, and you've got to you've got to hold yourself accountable when you do it. So you've set yourself that guideline yep. for you and your family Saturday and Sunday treat day, and yeah. you're you're holding yourself accountable.
1: Uh, well, yeah, and I think um it's really interesting because one of the things we spoke about was recording your recording a diary for what you're doing. You Mm -hmm. spoke about those people who have asked for help on how to get that final 10%. And you're like, well, keep a diary. And so it's actually really confronting when you start recording, how hard am I actually working out? What am I actually yeah. eating? And, and I'll tell you what, you know, a couple of weeks ago when I was recording what I was consuming every day, I'd look back and I'd go, you know what didn't find its way into the diary? It was those two cookies I grabbed at nine o'clock exactly. as I went out to, yes, get some more water, get my big glass of water, but also wash down two cookies with yeah. it. And, uh, and you can't cheat yourself on stuff like
0: that. No, and that's the thing that doesn't make it into the diary. Like this one person in particular I've been talking to, She, <coughs> she's actually a very healthy person, right? She's very fit. Um, and she's got a hell of a lifestyle. she got two kids. She's got a partner. She works in a hospital. Um, and, you know, she'll. I'll say to her, so, you know, what did you eat today? And then she'll say something like, well, I didn't have the – because I've been talking to her about this. She's like, well, I didn't have the Milano cookie that I normally have, which is a biscuit for those of you who uh, don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a biscuit in the States, a cookie. Um, I'm like, see, see, that's the thing. She's like, yeah, but I only have it every once in a while normally. I said, but that's the thing that you left out. It's yeah. those small things. Even if it's like a handful of almonds, it's, if it's a freaking jelly bean, it counts.
1: <laughs> if you're trying to go from 2,500 to 2,300 calories, that stuff all makes a difference. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly it adds up. I remember, and this is, this is an a extreme example, mm. but at one point I realized that I was having two full glasses of full cream milk every night. And I was sitting there going, milk's healthy for you. Milk's got minerals. Doesn't milk's count. Got yeah. Energy milk's got protein. Doesn't count. You know what? It counts. Oh, it yeah. was ticking me over by almost at that point a full 10% yeah. on what my intake was for the day. Yeah. So you've got to, if you're going to start getting to the point of, okay, I'm going to record this. You know, I'm, I've am i got a lifestyle that's got me fairly healthy and fairly comfortable with where I am. But I want to go better. I want to push that little bit. You can't ignore the bad data, which doesn't fit
0: the narrative, That's right. you can't
1: be. Oh, I'm a healthy guy. I'm a lifestyle guy. I run, and ignore the fact that you're also having four cookies every day.
0: That's right. Calories count uh, before and after a run. Calories count on holidays, and yeah. even if it's calories from something healthy, it 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 counts. You know, I mean, if you're meant to be having 2,500 calories of whatever, and your macronutrient uh, nutrients are this, even having that extra two, three hundred calories of a grilled chicken breast. That'll put you over. Um, Again, this is all extreme. (laughs) You know, this is like extreme examples, right? We're not saying you have to give up all this stuff. If you're not in that boat where you're wanting that, you don't have to be. But the point is you got to look, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to accept and uh, hold yourself accountable. If you're trying to lose the extra weight or you're trying to get that extra bit healthy, you have to really look realistically. And if... It's not If you're not willing to give up that extra cookie or that extra couple glasses of milk or, for me, the trail mix, right? Um, Because, you know, trail mix, I eat trail mix with um, mixed nuts and no-shoe chocolate uh, bits, which is no-sugar chocolate bits. So it's not the most unhealthy thing in the world. But you have a bowl of nuts. That's a lot of calories, a lot of fat.
1: Nuts are an excellent food source for how much energy they deliver in a relatively small package. Yeah. But you could also eat a lot of nuts and get an (laughs) enormous amount
0: of energy in a very short period of time. Exactly, which is dangerous, right? Um, And if you're not willing to give that stuff up, that's okay. But, like, you don't have to give that stuff up, but you have to be realistic with yourself if you need or want to get to that, that next level it's something that you really have to look at.
1: Yeah. We are kind of talking about the two extremes here. We're talking about the people who are, you know, at that 90% wanting to get a hundred percent. What do they need to do to really break through? We're also talking about the people who are just starting Mm. and who are sitting there going, well, wait a second, I'm starting to walk around the block. I'm starting to look after my sleep a little bit better. Why am I not seeing any progress coming? Mm. There's a few different things you need to tie together to get that going. And we spoke, we're speaking a lot about nutrition. exercise is also something that you need to be honest with there's probably two traps with exercise one is unless you're using a heart rate monitor or something that's really recording your effort at a heart rate level chances are your app on your phone your watch it is going to overstate the amount of energy you have burnt during any one exercise yeah I will go out there and do a 10K run without a heart rate monitor and my watch will say that I've done three times as much energy as when I'm at home working out doing a full body routine and rowing for 45 minutes. And I can tell you what, I'm feeling a lot tired after that 45 minute weights routine than I am after the run, but the heart rate monitor doesn't lie. The heart rate tells me what I've done and what zone I've been in. So, sometimes you're, you can rely on optimistic activity data mm. as one side of the seesaw, which is how many calories have I burned, and then not realize that inadvertently you're taking in still more calories as your nutrition. Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're being a little bit too optimistic. You're not getting as much stuff out.
0: That's it. And that's, that's a big part if you're a marathon runner, long distance runner. I, I, I hear it probably twice a week um, in different running communities. I'm doing all these miles and I'm still gaining weight because you're overestimating the amount of calories that you're burning um, yeah. when you run really when you run you probably burn about a hundred calories a mile uh, or every 1600 meters that's it uh, it's it, it, you know that's a lot if you're but it, you're not burning thousands and thousands and thousands of calories for you know a 10k or even a half marathon you're probably burning maybe you're burning 12 thirteen hundred calories in a half marathon but that's if if it's after
1: a half marathon, you can have a cheat meal, yeah, you can't have a cheat week, correct, and after a marathon you can have a cheat day, you can't have a
0: cheat week, correct because I mean I mean
1: yeah, I personally find i run if I'm running about seventy kilometers a week, I can't eat whatever I like, no, I can only eat whatever I like when my mileage, my rolling mileage is around about a hundred kilometers a week that's it and, and that takes a lot of time, that's a big habit
0: yeah. to get into that's what uh. That's that's ten hours of running probably, right? Something like yeah, that? Around um, about
1: ten hours of running, like a full work day of running a week. Yeah. Um gives me the license to not and when I say eat what I like, I can't eat breakfast at home and then get a muffin with my coffee no. at the office and then have a burger and chips for lunch. No. I mean, I can not really worry about portion control yeah. with good, healthy, basic food. Yeah. I still need to avoid bad snacks. I still need to avoid dessert. That's running a hundred kilometers a week. Yeah. So if you're someone who's sitting there going, well, I'm doing 30 kilometers a week and I'm not really seeing results. Think about, you need to really look at, well, how much am I actually getting out of the exercise with my 30Ks a week versus how much is I'm eating? Because I know how much I get from 70Ks a week and it doesn't work.
0: That's it. And we're not saying you can never have a a treat, right? But you've got to be, I mean, I guess the the moral of this uh, lesson, this episode is to keep things realistic. You know, just running is, it doesn't give you, or working out doesn't give you free range to do whatever you want nutritionally um, yeah. and, and be
1: informed yeah. like that's why we talk about if you can um, the watches that have heart rates in them now are a lot more accurate yeah or uh, a lot more accessible than in the days where you had to have a heart rate monitor at all times mm. um, something you need to really be aware of whilst we're in isolation is we're losing the opportunity for a lot of incidental exercise. I know that when I'm in the city, I get to walk to the train station. I get to walk to my office in the city. I get to walk back to the train station at the end of the day. I'm finding that I normally average around about 12,000 steps a day. I'm down to around about eight now yeah and that eight is pretty much my morning run well once my morning runs done i'm not really doing much others it's stepwise it's
0: interesting i was having that conversation with andy uh, about a week ago and the same thing like he's a very you know he's he's a teacher and obviously very active and he was like yeah man i was on the a couch today at like three o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon or something and he's like i had only done like a thousand steps i was like yeah man that's most of my steps personally are coming from my workout um yeah. And so that's a really big thing and not only does this whole thing breed inactivity where you really got to keep your steps up just to keep yourself moving but it can also breed uh, injury uh, because basically for me, those of you who have been following the podcast know that I've struggled with my IT band and my glutes and sitting all this extra time has really been hard. On my right glute, where my that IT band injury comes from, so I really, you have to really be careful of the inactivity because what's the recommendation? Ten thousand steps a day?
1: Yeah, ten thousand steps a day is the number that we've kind of landed on. Uh, It's a nice round number, and I tell you what, I feel a lot better having done ten thousand steps a day than five thousand steps.
0: And that is hard to do when you're not Mm. even after if you do a five K run. That's probably what not even three or four thousand steps.
1: Yeah. Probably three and a half for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So it's hard to get that many steps when you're not working. Like I used to work in the restaurant business. I'd I'd step, uh, I'd walk like 30 or 40,000 steps a day (laughs) every day. But then when I, or or when I was dancing, 60, 70, 80,000 steps a day, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden, You get, you you knock that back. That is a big change to your body. So you might even find that during this time you're gaining weight and you're not doing anything differently. You might even be working out harder, but the problem is you can work out really hard, but if you're stationary the rest of the day, it can still mess with you a little bit. So you've got to, whether it's an alarm that you set on your Garmin or your phone, every 10, 15, 20 minutes or so, get up, just walk around the house for five minutes. You know, it makes a difference.
1: And that, that's why we spoke about, you know, with your going back, with your working from home, getting that routine of, oh, I'm going to exercise in the morning and then I'm going to take a walk at lunchtime and then I'm going to try and do something again at the end of the day, be it a light stretching exercise or sort of meditational mindfulness or another walk. Don't think that you're going to overtrain. During this period of isolation, by doing three bits of activity morning, lunchtime, no. and evening, chances are you're just going to be maintaining what you would have otherwise mm. done. Getting to the office, walking around, navigating public transport, going to the supermarket afterwards. We are so much more stationary at the moment than we were, yeah. you know, six weeks ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. It is look, it is hard to overtrain, uh, everybody. It's it's really hard to overtrain. It is possible. Uh, Zach and I can tell you it's possible we've both done it but when you're not doing anything I mean look your three activities probably shouldn't be like high intensity interval training I mean they should be different things Um even you know, even if there are people out there who are runners, if you want to run twice a day, you can probably do a hard run in the morning and a really easy run at night. I think Andy and, and Maria have been doing that every now Should and
1: be They've been doing that. Yeah, doing two a days is fine with running. Yeah. Just make sure that one of them is a recovery yeah. run, but it's perfectly um, acceptable to take a long run distance and break it up over yeah. two sessions of course a day. Some of the best ultra runners I follow online, they will run three times a day. They will do um, a... You know a 10k run in the morning and then they'll do a 5k run at lunchtime mm-hmm. and then they'll do another 10k run in the afternoon only one of those runs will be of a fast pace yeah and not every day back to back but they are moving all the time
0: yeah that's crazy i'm gonna try that i'm not
1: <laughs> if you've got time to do it yeah who doesn't i've i i when i'm at my peak i will do twice a days three days a week yeah so i'll run morning and night um three days a week on when I'm doing like 100, 110 kilometer weeks as part yeah. of you know training up to a marathon or something like that, but even then I wouldn't say that the risk of the risk of overtraining and injury is always there. Mm. Apart from that, you're just tired, and you've got to confuse tired with being overtrained. Right. Sometimes tired because you've been active and you've been working hard. That's a right. good tired. That's, That's a good the tired. You yeah, want yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: if if things are. If you're, fati- there's a difference between being tired and being fatigued. If it's fatigue where it's like you literally have no energy all day at all, you're probably overtraining. But if you're just tired every now and then or you feel like you've crashed really hard at the end of the day, you're probably just tired, you know? But there, yeah, there is that difference between tired and fatigued, absolutely. Mm. Um, 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 and, and speaking of which... Um, if you are going to be running twice a day or doing more than one activity a day, make sure that you are not, A, getting right into If you're just a one-a-day runner, don't get right into two runs every day. If you aren't used to working out hard, don't get right into it. Pay attention to how you're getting into it. Start slow. Follow the 10% rule uh, in terms of running. If you don't know what that means, it's basically whatever distance your base is and you want to get uh, more into it. Add 10%. So say if you're running 20 miles a week, add two miles to it the following week, and then 2.2 the following week. So it's a slow progression, and focus on that technique. Whether it's lifting weights, running, that's a really big part of it. You know, yeah. technique is one of those. It's it's kind of it's kind of personalized. Uh, as we were talking about earlier, when I was you know jokingly mentioning Simon's gait, um, that's his technique, and that works for him, and it keeps him away from injury. For the most part. I mean, even with the best technique, people are going to find, you know. But I wouldn't try to emulate his running. I wouldn't try to emulate your running or Daryl's running or Andy's running because, you know, it doesn't work for me. But you have to look at those basics like, you know, what are the basics of running? Weight forward um, but not slouched, you know, being diagonal to the ground. Um, You know, keeping your chest up, not having your head down
1: foot over not
0: overstriding, and 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 strike is a funny thing because you know for the most part they say you should be striking with the ball of your foot but natural heel runners yeah. it's not a bad thing i'm a heel runner yeah um
1: i f- i find that when i'm uh concentrating more just on mileage and getting into it i naturally will get to a point where i'm heel striking mm. something i've been working on um whilst we have because the thing I think I said last time we jumped on the podcast to talk about fitness is the only thing that worries me more about being restricted uh, in my movement during this isolation is being injured and not able to do anything at all. Yeah. So I've been focusing on cadence and striking whilst I've been running. And one of the things I've been doing is I don't love running on the footpath but when i do i kind of imagine that the lines on the footpath are a line that i don't want to step beyond yeah i want to try and imagine there's an invisible wall there and as i go to put my foot down i make sure i put my foot down before that line on the footpath it keeps my feet underneath me which means i'm i'm striking with the ball of my feet more and my cadence is picking up yeah so i'm taking the opportunity of right i can't go to the track i can't do sprint work um, i can't really go out and do extreme long runs at the moment because that's not so successful what can i work on yeah. okay i can work on foot technique i can work on not overstriding. i can work on cadence those are things that are in my control mm. and so that's kind of the habit i find what i'm in at the moment when i'm running is okay uh, am i am i running mindlessly which is fine sometimes you just need sometimes to run, it's okay run, yeah absolutely let your mind go but when i am thinking about what i'm running what am i working on
0: yeah yeah rock on and it's just uh it's one of those and that's a great point you know in this this thing where we are limited find something that you can work on. Like for me, I can't obviously work out with the heavy weights that I'm, I'm used to working out with. Um, or weights, you know, they're not they're not heavy. I'm not He-Man or anything. I am Superman. But, <laughs> but I have to, I've been looking a lot at my form and going slowly and um, trying to get that inten- intensity that way rather than what I'm used to. And that will translate when we can finally get back to what we're normally used to. We'll have this whole new... Mindset this whole new technique this whole new intensity that we can bring to something that was already intense And now all of a sudden we're going to take it to the next level. So that's a really big big positive
1: Yes, I think what you've done there is the you know The whole thing about how do I know when I've actually formed a healthy habit Mm -hmm. is well, what's your plan? What do you want to plan for? How yep. do you plan for success? What's the thing you want to accomplish? Okay, now, how am I going to get there? How I'm going to get there is by developing a habit and following it and being true to myself. Yep. So you know, sitting there and planning is the most important thing. So a lot of stuff we've talked about here today, the most important thing is any exercise is better than no exercise. Uh, Don't let small setbacks or those plateaus we talked about discourage you. Mm. Um, Learn from them. Learn from podcasts like this. Maybe you heard something and it'll challenge you to think something different.
0: Only podcasts like this. Only this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Um, you, you, You form these habits and you track everything that you're doing and you'll know, you know, what's your goal? I mean, obviously, we're not talking really about goal setting here, but you're going to have to look at what that end goal is and you'll know, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks into your journey if you're on the right track and that's when you have to start tweaking things, that's when you have to start uh you know changing your habits or tweaking your habits. And you know, there's going to be points, there's going to be moments where I was mentioning before you will hit plateaus. You will hit a setback and don't let that stop you. Um, you just can't, you just can't let that stop you because even the greatest athletes have setbacks, you know, they have setbacks, but they keep going. You'll have a day where you feel like nothing is working or you're looking yourself in the mirror and you hate what you see. But I tell you, don't let that be the reason because the first thing that you will want to do is say, well, this shit isn't working. I'm going to go and binge and eat everything in the f- fridge because what's the point? Don't because the day that you think that it's not working probably a day or two later you're going to wake up and you're going to see something very different It just it takes a long time but it gets to a point where you'll have a moment overnight you'll get up and things will change might be a small change but the change will be there you might look at yourself in the mirror one day and just be like holy shit that's crazy you might go I look good yeah i mean i look real good hey everyone come and see how good i look you no know? one oh, can come around. We're in isolation. That's I'll good. put it on Zoom. There you go. I'll put it on Instagram. right? my butt and Zoom. My Zoom butt. Uh, you might, I was talking to somebody else about this, this uh, a friend of mine, and she was like, you know, I'm not getting any faster. I'm not getting any better at running. Just put the workouts in, and one day you're going to wake up. You're going to have that perfect run. Maybe it's only going to be that one day, but it's going to be enough to keep you going. I, I tell you, just one run – that is a great run out of even five is enough to keep you going. But but they're there.
1: they there. You can find them. Absolutely. So those, I guess, are tips for successful habit forming from two mildly successful people. Yeah. Um, it feels like there should be a book about successful habits of successful people. I'm sure you could find that on something like Audible, which keep talking. Uh, I, think, I think Andrew might even have a copy of this. Uh, the book that we're talking about, which for you, the it- listeners... He's going to find it. He's looking for it. For you, the listeners of he Breaking the Barrier podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a three, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. There are over 100, oh. 100, there are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can find books on any subject, such as the one that Andrew's looking for and can't find in his bookshelf. I can't find if he it. Went, if he went to Audible online, he'd have found much it. more success. He found it? <laughs> he's found it. Okay. okay. I've been... There's only so much words in this ad read that I just can't keep making up. What's the name of this book? So, the name of this
0: book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey, or Covey, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Uh, but it is available on, I don't know why I'm showing this to the camera, only Zach can see it, um, <laughs> but it is available. I knew what the book was that
1: you had to find, that's why I was doing the whole spiel, Whilst so you spun on your chair three I, I, times.
0: I haven't heard it, so I can't wait to actually hear it when I when I go back over the. Uh, but yes, that book, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, amazing book. Uh, it, it's not just for corporates, it's for everybody. It talks about your center, it talks about uh, the... Um, pushing out these habits into the other aspects of your life uh, and it's just it's an amazing book and it is available on audible
1: so visit audibletrial.com forward slash breaking the barrier to claim your free audiobook and 30-day trial
0: stuff freaking lutely I'm trying to censor myself a little bit because I listened back to the uh, Star Wars episode that we did the other day, and yeah, because I, you know, we, I was drinking a little bit. We are having a few
1: scotches. Yeah, I be honest.
0: am a, like I'm loud and obnoxious anyway, but I was like really loud and obnoxious. I was cringing the whole time I was listening. I was like, shut up, dude! Like I just had to keep putting in my two cents. It was weird.
1: Mills was talking about it as well he's like why didn't you stop me when I was off talking about the minutiae of something about x-wing design that no one cared about I'm like that was the podcast my friend that was the whole point But
0: see I was interested in that I wasn't interested in all the other things that I was saying because they were obnoxious (laughs) and stupid um but yeah yeah, we'll
1: look forward well, I'm um, hopefully people look forward to that one because I realize May the 4th is coming up so I think we it might is. need to get together and do another Star Wars podcast I, on that date. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I reckon. I reckon cuz I was going to say this actually episode is leading us very nice into a uh, specific a specificity episode about how to start certain things like how to get into running or how to get into, yes. right? But I think that that's going to have to wait because if May the 4th is coming up you know, we're gonna have to, and then, and then Revenge of the Fifth. So, you know. <laughs> so there's gonna have to be like two Star Wars episodes, I think. <laughs> so
1: yeah, we'll, we'll, I promise you, people, we will get back to regular programming, fairly simple, or soon, or if you want us to do another, uh, you know, pop culture franchise, let us know. We're yeah. Open for
0: suggestions. Bring it on. Let's do it. Uh, but you know, I think there was something interested in what you were saying. Uh, we we can do that uh, kind of episode with, uh, you know, drafts with fitnessy stuff yes but we also have to do it with star wars obviously um but i'd like to do the
1: marathon draft where we like draft from categories like which marathon race would you pick what pre-marathon food post-marathon treat um what thing would you wipe from your marathon experience altogether and just not have to worry about it i think there's definitely something there we could
0: do oh yeah man there's so many categories worst thing about a marathon best thing about a marathon hardest thing easiest thing
1: we could draft the kilometers in a marathon and you could pick your favorite one first. Like, do you take kilometer one because it's exciting or do you take kilometer 42 because you're at the end? Where will kilometer 27 go in the middle? You know, mm-hmm.
0: we'll give, we'll give Daryl uh, kilometer 27. <laughs>
1: um, that was, we'll be really out of content if we get to that folks.
0: I reckon. Or will we? <laughs> we might
1: <never know>. <laughs> yeah. do it just to amuse ourselves. That's right.
0: We'll, we'll find out something. Screw it. Whatever.
1: Awesome. Well, um, that's it from me. Anything else you wanted to tell the listeners? Uh,
0: that's all I got. Just uh, just keep in mind, everybody, the Spartan competition is still going. So remember, just hop onto the social media. Uh, tell us a little bit about your home routine, your home workout, what you're doing to stay motivated. Tag, Breaking the Barrier. Tag, Spartan Race and Spartan Race AU. A couple people have already sent in some awesome stuff. Just put a picture up of your setup or whatever it is you're doing, uh, and you can win either a hat or a shirt. Uh, there's four prizes to give away. International shipping uh, is an option. And if you are enjoying the podcast, make sure you head on to iTunes, leave a review. We haven't had any reviews in a couple weeks, so like do that. Um, it'll help us uh, get the podcast out to see more uh, for for more people to see it. So hop on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, what it's called now. Leave a review, five stars. If it's not a five star review, email me first. Or z- actually, if it's not a five star review, contact Zach. He'll fix it.
1: <laughs> if if you don't want to leave a five star review for us, and you want to leave something less than that, we can give you the names of some other podcasts you can leave that review for. Yeah, which is exactly
0: the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. There's this podcast that Zach keeps talking about. No dunks. That one's awesome. That is <laughs> I, I gotta stars. stop. I should stop saying that. I gotta start. I gotta start listening to that podcast. Um, yeah. but there you go.
1: Uh, it's always good to talk to you listeners andrew it's always good to see you even if it is over the magic of video technology
0: feelings mutual my friend
1: so to you the listeners thanks for joining us we look forward to speaking to you next time where we help you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible i've been zach and i've been
0: been andrew (laughs) and we will catch you next time